0: zero episode 12 welcome to the show i'm your host brandon davis and we are talking about the falcon of the winter soldier episode three today we're going to talk about some big mcu news there's been some casting i am joined today jenna anderson is back on the program hello and i think this is the first time since wandy vision jamie Jirac is back with us
1: hello good to be back
0: What's up, Jamie? Thanks for coming back. It's good to have you. Uh, We also have a first-time comicbook.com staff for joining us. Aaron Perrine is here on the show. We were talking about Aaron's article last week uh, about Isaiah Bradley, and I messaged Aaron too late yesterday. He's in high demand, so (laughs) I had to get to him early. I was like, yo, I I messed up. Uh, Aaron, will you please come on the show next week? And now on Phase Zero is Aaron Perrine. Aaron, thank you for coming on the show.
2: All you left. Good to be here, BD.
0: <laughs> what an entry. What an entry. The crowd just did cartwheels. I love that. <laughs> so Aaron, I like to start uh, I like to welcome everybody to the show with an icebreaker. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you your icebreaker question. Is that okay? Can we do that?
2: Yeah, sure. Let's see. All right.
0: So listen, if you every time you leave the house for the rest of your life, you have to wear one Avengers superhero costume every time you go in public. Whose costume are you wearing? forever every time you leave you don't have to sleep in it you can take it off when you come and put some pajamas on but every time you leave the house you got to be dressed up in superhero garb
2: oh man um let's see mcu edition uh let's let's go let's go thor let's go thor i like a cape you know Ooh. Yeah, very very okay. regal very very regal or you know what we we keep it we keep it we keep it funky. If you just give me like the the ancestral dress that T'Challa's rolling around with a lot of the time, I feel like that's real comfortable. The shoes are real comfortable. I can do that too.
0: Yeah, yeah, there you <laughs> go. I like that. The <laughs> royalty right there. I dig <laughs> it. I dig it. That's a good choice. I could see. Th- it might get a little tiresome carrying the hammer all day. You know what I mean? So I think that I think that T'Challa set up we pretty, pretty nice. That's good. All right. Well, welcome to the show, everybody. The comment section is welcoming Aaron. Thank you, everybody, for being so kind in the comments. We love to see that. Everybody's excited to have Jamie back. Everybody loves Jenna. Guys, I'm Brandon, by the way. (laughs) All right, let's start the show with some news. We're going to talk about The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Episode 3. Spoilers. I put a poll up on Twitter. I asked you, should we start the show with the spoilers and the recap, or should we start the show with the news? Everybody said start the show with the news. They want to get the news and give people who haven't watched the show uh, yet a chance to enjoy the news. So that's what we're going to do. This is a show for the people. So here we are. Shang-Chi added a cast member, Dallas Liu, uh, from best known for Hulu's Pen15, which if you look at it on paper, you know what pen 15 looks like uh and no one knows who uh dallas is playing yet but this isn't like added to the cast now dallas has obviously already wrapped production shang chi has been done filming for a long time but this just made its way out uh not really much to say here we don't know who dallas is playing we don't know too much about shang chi yet i'm hoping trailers start to come out but who knows Black Widow trailers must be starting soon. I mean, we got a Suicide Squad trailer. I do want to talk about that in a minute. But we have two Suicide Squad trailers, which comes out in August. And we have nothing new for Black Widow, which comes out in July. So hopefully something soon. One thing I think we're all going to want to talk about, though, is another casting. Russell Crowe was cast in Thor Love and Thunder. This kind of So what happened with this was very interesting. A, A photo started to go around social media of the entire Thor Love and Thunder cast hanging out. Uh, at a rugby match, first of all, rubbing it in all of our faces that people in places that follow rules and science can actually go out and have fun. Uh, so that looked like a good time. That They just also looked like a really cool group of people, and they were out. And among them, Chris Hemsworth, Natalie Portman, Taika Waititi, Russell Crowe. So the person who works over at uh, Deadline emailed, I guess, somebody at Disney and they said, yeah, if Russell Crowe's in the movie. Good idea. I don't know why I didn't think of that, because I saw Russell Crowe hanging out, the looking like <laughs> Odin with that beard. Uh, but, uh, does anybody have any guess who Russell Crowe is going to be playing in, in Thor Love and Thunder?
3: I have like three different theories, each of which I would be totally okay with if they happen. Um, part of me is like, this movie is clearly such a love letter to Jason Aaron's Thor run. And like towards the end of it, he got into King Thor, who was just like this older grizzlier, like, I've seen some stuff kind of version of Thor. And I'm like, if you were going to do that character and not just put Chris Hemsworth in old age makeup, like Russell Crowe seems like a pretty perfect casting for that. And then like, I know as soon as the casting was announced, like people were like, is he just voicing Beta Ray Bill? Like Beta Ray Bill was trending on Twitter that day. And I'm just like, I would be very here for that if that did happen because that just feels crazy enough to work.
0: I hope that is it. That sounds really good. And that's some stuff Tycho Waititi would do. Yeah. Have, have a King Thor. He'd probably be pretty funny too. Yeah. I kind of want him to be like a cosmic gladiator though. Mm hmm. You know, but I, but I saw Jamie Lovett uh, on Twitter was suggesting Cole Borson, who's like, a nut, would just turn out to be another hidden relative of, of Odin's villainous character, loves to try to rule the cosmos, but yeah, I don't know. Beta Ray Bill would be a good one. Everybody's been, I think anytime anything comes out about anything cosmic in the MCU, the (laughs) conversation becomes a Beta Ray Bill. I mean, once upon a time, Christian Bale was Beta Ray Bill, right? I'm sure everybody thought Chris Hemsworth at some point was probably Beta Ray Bill, according to somebody on Twitter. I think the obvious answer though, is that Russell Crowe is Mephisto. (laughs) Obviously. Get out of here. (laughs)
1: <laughs> let it
3: go no beta Ray Bill uh, is mephisto like somehow there's just going to be a horseman yes. who just is also mephisto and then mephisto is a squirrel yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> sam Raimi leaked uh or sam Raimi didn't leak bruce campbell leaked a script page from doctor strange in the multiverse of madness basically saying that he's encountering dr Strange that's his cameo it was an April Fool's joke but it was a good April Fool's joke I'm actually I want to see if I could pull that up and read this what uh, who do you guys think uh Bruce Campbell is gonna be in the movie to begin with he'll
3: show up absolutely like they were gonna do it he was conveniently like, oh, here's my social media. I'm quarantining in London. It's like, why else would you be doing that other than to be in Doctor Strange? Like, that, it has to happen. I just don't think he's going to be Ash, even though canonically, as people were pointing out, there was a Marvel Zombies comic where they did fight Ash. And so it's like, that is technically canonical, but I don't think that's who he's going to be. Like, he'll just have some bit part that'll be amazing.
0: I think so. So the, so the script says, exterior, woods, night. The kaleidoscope-like multiverse effect fades away and Strange finds himself alone in mist-covered woods. Blah, 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 goes through all this stuff. Sound of a chainsaw behind him causes him to turn around. Disheveled man, who the hell are you? Uh, Yeah, so it's basically Ash versus Doctor Strange. That would be a fun little nod. I don't think that's, I think Jenna's right. I don't think that's what's happening here. But it's possible. It's possible. I don't know how movie rights to Ash, First Evil Dead, work. I don't know if Disney, I don't think Disney owns that. Did Fox own that? No, I don't know. But who knows? He will say maybe he'll play his character from uh, who was he in, in the original Spider Man's?
3: Well, he was like three
0: different people. He was yeah. like he the was like a leader. Yeah, he was like in a the door theater. Leader.
1: Yeah. Um. He like he he yeah he won't let Peter into the play, which is which really spirals into some tragic stuff after that.
3: And and then I think in the fourth movie, he was supposed to be Mysterio. Like that was, I think if I remember correctly, that was Sam Raimi's original plan, which I would love to go to the earth where that happened because that sounds absolutely insane. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, this this movie is going to be insane in itself. Uh, if, If it is the actual entry into the multiverse that we've all been longing for and baited towards for twice now, getting tired of it. <laughs> uh, but Sam happen. Raimi, <laughs> yeah, well, it, it has multiverse in the title. If they don't exactly. do it in this movie, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I'm not it's gonna a- do anything. But you know,
1: <laughs> we're quitting. It's done.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I quit. It's the last episode of Phase Zero. <laughs> you guys got a year and a half out of us. Thanks for the ride. Uh, Sam Raimi uh, did a did a, uh, a Reddit AMA where he's releasing a movie called Unholy with Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Negan from The Walking Dead, who, by the way, in Sunday night's episode of The Walking Dead, is fantastic with his wife, Hillary Burton Morgan. They have an episode together. That If you're still with The Walking Dead, somehow this episode will reward you for your loyalty. The last five, though, have been tough. Uh, but Sam Raimi did an AMA, answered a few questions. One of them, he admitted he had absolutely no input on WandaVision, but the WandaVision team has made a suggestion or two to him. So and he and he's also complimented Elizabeth Olsen and seems pretty fired up to have her. I'm excited, Jamie. I know you're excited to get Wanda back.
1: I am. Um, I need her. I miss her.
0: We haven't talked to you since WandaVision ended. Since we talked to Matt Shakman, now that you've had time to process WandaVision, you know, let's um, let's get the full thoughts.
1: <laughs> well, I have already scheduled my tattoo appointment for my WandaVision tattoo. That's what coming in July. Nice. Um, it'll be a surprise for July. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, so uh, I, I did do the the full binge, watched it all in one sitting, which was so much fun. I But I will say it was meant, I'm so glad they did a week-to-week release on that. I'm still not convinced Falcon and the Winter Soldier needs to be week-to-week, um, but WandaVision 100% had to be that way, and I'm so
0: glad it was. So yeah. I'm happy. The week-to-week the week of WandaVision really made it feel like an event, whereas Falcon and Winter Soldier, I feel like the sense of urgency to watch these episodes is nowhere near what it was for WandaVision, because I was afraid to check Twitter in the morning. Yeah. But, but when I hadn't watched WandaVision yet. With this, I feel like, okay, there's probably no big crazy event that I have to be worried about, but Falcon and Winter Soldier has been giving us more characters in the MCU than WandaVision did it's giving us what we thought we were going to get on WandaVision in that way. But I think WandaVision had its emotional core had a big advantage on Falcon and Winter Soldier, at least from, from my perspective. Uh, and then the last thing here, Ryan Coogler speaking about emotional cores. Ryan Coogler opened up about Chadwick Boseman uh, and moving forward with uh, Black Panther 2 in an interview with The Hollywood Reporter. I, I just want, I'm going to read what he said, but it's so hard to imagine – walking into a theater and just watching black Panther two. And for even a second during that movie, not thinking about Chadwick Boseman, like that's going to be such a weird experience. It's going to be really tough. I mean, I'm obviously very happy they're making that movie, uh, but it's, and I I I can only imagine how tough it is going to be to make, but uh, Ryan Coogler said he didn't know what was going on. I knew what he wanted me to know. I miss him every day. I miss him in every way that you can miss somebody as a friend, as a collaborator. And it sucks because I love watching movies and I don't get to watch the next thing he would have made. So it's grief on a lot of levels, but then it's a deep sense of gratitude because I can close my eyes and hear his voice. You've got to keep going when you lose loved ones. I know Chad wouldn't have wanted us to stop. He was somebody who was so about the collective, Black Panther. That was his movie He was hired to play that role before anybody else was even thought of, before I was hired, before any of the actresses were hired. On that set, he was all about everybody else, even though he was going through what he was going through. He was checking in on them, making sure they were good. If we cut his coverage, he would stick around and read lines off camera. So it would be harder for me to stop. Truthfully, I'd feel him yelling at me like, what are you doing? So you keep going. And I have a, I mean, I love that he's saying that. I love that he's vocalizing that because that does make it easier. I think, because I think he knows Chadwick better than any of us ever could, you know? And so if he's saying that he believes Chadwick would want them to keep going, they like, that's, it makes, it, it makes it a, uh, just makes it more of a celebration of Chadwick kind of.
2: It, it was so, it was so heavy to hear those quotes um, in that Hollywood reporter interview just because like the, the sort of idea of moving forward without him. And so it, it's just like a weight hanging over the entire thing. Um I, I feel like they're going to do, they're going to do it justice though. Like, like he said that Chavick would not have wanted them to stop. Like, you know what I mean? Um the, Weirdly enough, I guess the experience the first time of walking into a the theater to see Black Panther was just so wild because it was just such a celebration. At least where I was in Newark, it was, the people in costumes, and dress, like, you know, like celebrating it, taking pictures with each other, like strangers talking to each other. And this time it will probably be the same sort of thing, but it might be a little bit more of like a, a remembrance of his life, I guess, more than the out and out party that the first one was.
0: It's going to be really interesting to see how they handle the character of T'Challa too. I mean, to, to think about what they might do there. I mean, that's, the, uh, uh, and the thing is, I just can't imagine there's any scenario that pleases everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, and they have to handle it with so much care. And obviously, there's rumors online. I don't think any of them are going to turn out to be true. But you know what, Ryan Coogler and 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 all these producers and these writers are tasked with. It's it's a lot. That's gonna be it's gonna be a moment when that movie hits theaters in what is it twenty late twenty twenty two now. Yep.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I can't wait to see it. And I I mean, to get Letitia right back, to get Winston Duke and Denai Guerrero. I mean, everybody who's there. Uh, we're going to celebrate them now too you know it's it's Mm -hmm. it's going to be awesome uh and one last thing i want to talk about before we dive into the falcon of the winter Soldier, i want to talk about dc for a second the suicide squad like i said earlier has released two trailers now nothing for black widow or shang chi though (laughs) and i find this i i find this very interesting i didn't love the first trailer of the suicide squad as we discussed last week when matthew berry tried to assault dc verbally i thought this second trailer for uh for the suicide squad was the trailer was so much better. I loved the second trailer. And this is my most anticipated movie of the year. So I just wanted to talk about this for a second. Like is anybody sharing my hype for this movie or am I alone on this island?
3: I will just say you and Charlie undersold the trailer for me because like I didn't get to watch it until we were done recording last week and like I personally have been listening to a lot of Steely Dan in quarantine. That is just like my old people music that I just want to jam out to. And so the second that Steely Dan kicked in at that first trailer, I think I blacked out for a second because I was like, this is the perfect music choice. And so I loved the first trailer. I really like the second one, but the first one just really goes for it in terms of like, this is an R rated movie and this is what you're going to expect. And so it does, it might not have the same sort of like polished energy that like the Guardians of the Galaxy trailers did or like the second squad trailer, but I still thought like both of these are just so much fun that like I'm just loving everything that they're putting out so far and like I love that James Gunn was like let's do two completely different trailers because it's stupid to kind of have a red band and a green band where it's just like oh here's a couple scenes that are different like I like that it's a completely different experience.
0: I totally agree with that. I I mean, I liked the first trailer, but for how much I have been looking forward to this movie, I think maybe my expectations got in the way of, of that experience. And it's interesting because the first trailer, some people loved it. Some people kind of feel how I felt about it. Some people even less. Some people just didn't like it. But then it seems like it's almost flipped for the second trailer. The people who love the first trailer are like, oh, this one's just okay. But the people who were like, oh, this was just okay on the first one, love the second trailer. Uh, and I'm somehow in that game. But I think that my, that might just go to show that this movie will have something for everybody. I think this movie's going to be a lot of fun. I'm a huge James Gunn fan. I'm a huge fan of these characters that are in that movie. I can't wait. That is, that is definitely uh, just narrowly ahead of Spider-Man No Way Home for me as my most anticipated movie in 2021.
1: I'm so stoked about Stallone. Yes. I Oh my gosh, I love Stallone so much and that that reveal um cuz we've been we've been speculating for so long who the voice is going to be and it's
0: just too perfect. I'm so ready for this movie. <laughs> it's almost like it, it feels like he's get James Gunn is getting to do all the things he's not allowed to do at Marvel. Uh-huh. Like I think 100%. Warner Brothers, when they welcomed him in, when he had this kind of free agency period, which we all know he was fired from Guardians 3, nobody knew he was going to come back at that point. Uh, and Warner Brothers said, make whatever you want. And it feels like this was like Warner Brothers realizing, okay, look, if we're going to hire this guy. We got to hire him because we trust him and not interfere with this movie, as we know Warner Brothers tends to do. And figures, of course, that finally it took quite a lesson for them to learn that. And quite a filmmaker for them to enable it, uh, to enable themselves to uh, give a filmmaker some free reign. But it seems like James Gunn is really just going to kill off a bunch of DC characters and and do some crazy stuff. Also, Idris Elba shot King Shark in that trailer. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm a big fan of Idris Elba, but uh, right now I, <laughs> I, I, I I stand thick boy King Shark, and uh, I have I have a problem with that. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick uh, one-minute break here. And when we come back, it's full spoilers for The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So if you haven't watched The Falcon and the Winter Soldier yet, this is your chance to pause Phase Zero and come back to us when you have. See you in a minute. to the show thanks for sticking with us i am your host brandon davis here on phase zero and today i am joined with jamie durack jenna anderson and aaron perine and right now we're diving into the falcon the winter soldier episode three spoilers you have been warned i think it'd be like an air horn like (laughs) that's that's like a trigger for for spoilers ahead uh we're gonna go around the horn here Uh, reactions to the episode i love this episode i think the show has gotten better as it's gone i was I was very middle of the road, slightly above middle of the road. I liked episode one. I wasn't blown away by it. I loved episode two. This one I thought was even better than episode two. I think that the momentum just keeps rolling. The acting is tremendous. The writing is brilliant. The dialogue is just so well delivered, even in the expositional scenes. The action sequences that Kari Skoglund is directing are brilliant. uh, And the world building that we're seeing here is tremendous. I won't say too much more than that because I feel like I'm just stealing everybody's reaction. Jamie, what did you think?
1: oh gosh I totally agree with you in terms of they just keep getting better Um, this episode reminded me of so many of my favorite action movie franchises like the prison break made me think of Mission Impossible 4 and teaming up with Zemo made me think of Jason Statham and Fast and Furious it was just there's so much fun I love when villains come back and there's a a tense team up Um, it's so fun and uh, we finally got some cool Sharon Carter there were just so many things about this episode that, uh, that were exciting I yelled at the screen a couple times and that's when you know that you're, you've got some good content when I'm yelling at you.
0: <laughs> We're going to have to prop a camera up in front of you and get some of these reactions. We're just going to have to have a, 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 just a, at the end of each season of these shows, we should just have Jamie reacts montages, <laughs> just cut super cuts of you screaming at the television. I listen, the I do the same thing. Jenna, what did you think of today's episode?
3: I, I completely agree. Like this was definitely the best one so far. This was the like it, it was so ambitious in a way that I wasn't expecting of just the amount that it kind And, like, as Jamie said, of like, as much as it feels like an action movie, for me, it also felt like every fanfic i've read since civil war of like people trying to like here's how we can build on zemo's character here's here's how we can build on sharon's character here's what like zemo and sam and bucky would be like in a social situation it's like that was just this entire episode to me and it was just amazing getting so much character work on top of like big action and like big plot and so many like easter eggs and stuff along the way it was like this is just a if the rest of the season is exactly like this i'm going to be so happy honestly
0: I, the pace,
2: everything. I mean, I loved it. I thought it was great. Uh, Aaron, what did you think of today's episode? Uh, man, turtleneck season, right? Everybody <laughs> is real dapper. The entire episode, I was, I was struck. Um, I feel like the show has gotten better and better the more characters they've added to it. Like Marvel has such an advantage in this giant universe that they've built. So the more characters you can add in here, the better. That was kind of frustrating the first episode, just having Sam on his own and Bucky on his own. But the more people you're throwing into the ensemble, the better it's getting. So I, I was stoked. It was great.
0: They just have the secret Krabby Patty formula for putting characters and <laughs> scenes together. I swear they just make people, they make people fun to watch. I mean, you hate John Walker, but it's still fun to watch him. Like just be John Walker. You're supposed to hate Zemo. Cause you know who he is, but also like, I kind of liked Zemo. I think I, he was so much fun to watch and Sharon Carter, they reinvented her. We're going to talk about that. Uh, Sharon Carter came into the, came onto the scene in just the best way. So uh, we're going to talk about all these characters, their journey, some of the stuff, but first, I mean, X-Men, X-Men, X-Men. I mean, so many. We, we knew we were going to Madripoor. We expected this would come with references to X-Men. I don't want to dive too deep down this hole because we learned our lesson from WandaVision. <laughs> but I do think there were certainly some really cool X-Men ties. Some of them I want to point out. They were at the Brass Monkey Saloon, which is a bar from the comics, which was created by Mark Granwald, the same person who created Flag Smasher, Carl Morgenthau. So that's cool. That's a cool nod. Uh, They walk past the Princess Bar, which is owned by a Marvel character called O'Donnell, silently co-owned by Patch, a.k.a. Wolverine. I'm just saying Wolverine confirmed in the MCU. And they also meet Selby, uh, who's played, by the way, uh, Jamie, I think Selby may have looked familiar to you, uh, by uh, Imelda Cochran. I hope I said her name right. It's spelled Corcoran, but I think it's spelled, it's gotta be pronounced like Cochran, but uh, she played Selby, but she was on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. The actress yeah. was on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She's,
1: she, I was really bummed that they killed her immediately because I was like, "Who is this woman? Uh, she is everything I strive to be." You don't get a, you don't get a lot of like the suits. Like, I know, suave, lower level women villains like that. You don't get a lot of like kind of gangstery women's in the MCU. And I was like, "Marry me!" And then she died, so that that was
0: over. Honestly, thank you for saying that because that was my first. I, I didn't know how to like verbalize it because when I saw her, mm. I was so struck by like I was like, "Wow, this is a character that's usually just a man." Like, it's just like this this top tier, maybe not top of the food chain, but like kind of somewhere along uh, higher on the totem pole gangster characters. The cliche is that to just be a dude in a suit who's usually sitting there eating eggs and steak, making you watch him eat and show you his power moves. And it was, it was uh, Selby, and it was awesome. So I really, really enjoyed that. Uh, and if anybody's not familiar with Selby from the comics, this is a – we don't know if Selby in the MCU is a mutant, but in comics, Selby is a mutant superpower there is to control computer binary code uh part of the mutant liberation front was the leader on krakoa not in madripoor so some differences already i don't know i think we're i think we're far away from getting krakoa in the mcu but you never know who knows this show has been surprising us already and madripoor itself is just an x-men connection uh wealthy like it's just a wealth of x-men connections uh conrad mack smiling tiger He's like, isn't he, he, okay, first appeared in New Warriors number 19 in January 92, but he's sort of a mutant, right? Yes. Am I wrong? Can somebody explain that? Jenna, go ahead. Do you know? I I mean,
3: I honestly don't know a lot more. I just do know that he is kind of a mutant because I was looking at his Wikipedia page earlier this morning. So
0: he got his powers from the well of all things. Yeah. But I don't, like his dad was a soldier in in the Vietnam War. He was like partially mutant, partially not. I don't know where that's going to, I'm not really sure. But uh, I don't know, there's clearly, they're not shying away from using these characters that I don't know if they could have even used. Like, could they have used Selby before the Fox deal? Like, I don't
1: think
3: so. Right, That's,
0: yeah. this might be the first character that the MCU has used that they bought back from Fox. That's yeah. interesting. That's I I just realized that
3: I know it's weird because it was like going into this episode like my boyfriend had accidentally checked Twitter this morning and he knew they went to Madripoor in this episode and so I was like okay here we go once this episode is over there is technically set up for X-Men in the MCU and it was like I as a huge X-Men fan it was like that is just such a weird like looking glass to be through of like now we can just have these random BCD list mutants just pop up wherever because they technically can use them now and that's just like so weird and cool.
0: Yeah, I think it's awesome. I think it's and as that continues to expand, I mean, I think X Men, X Men is going to be like a huge factor in the future of this franchise. As some of the characters that built the franchise are starting to phase out, we don't have Iron Man, we don't have Steve Rogers. You know, eventually we're not going to have Thor anymore. We're not going to have some of these characters. X Men is a, a franchise that I think will do a great job of keeping it alive. But also, they're building up characters like Wanda, Vision, Bucky, Sam, and Sharon Carter. Who we're going to talk about right now? I thought Sharon's entrance in this show was awesome. I, and also, like Sharon is like royalty in Madripoor. She has a driver; mm-hmm. like she is a boss in Madripoor. <laughs> I knew she was going to come in and kick ass because we saw that in the trailer. But this was this was next level. Uh, Jamie, you have some splaining to do. <laughs> the, the comment section remembers. Oh no, they do remember, uh, which is great
1: because um, you can't call me an anti anymore. Because uh, despite my distaste for Sharon in Civil War, I loved her in this episode. First of all, the fact that she's bitter is amazing. <laughs> she should be bitter. That man kissed her, ditched her for two years while he did his own hiding, and then and then left the timeline to go be with her aunt. I'd be pissed off too if I were her. And uh, and not only that, but that fight scene she got when she like knifed the guy that was a moment where i screamed at the tv um she got to be so cool uh and i was so happy because she deserves that because she has never really gotten to be cool like that before I I completely
3: yeah I agree I was like I want a Marvel one shot that's just like her in the five years of the blip just like being this like huge royalty in Madripoor and like doing all of these art deals and it's like did she run into people like Patch or any like sort of just the, the usual suspects on Madripoor like I need to know more because that is just such a cool status quo to put her in
0: yeah the sharon carter files coming to disney plus <laughs> let's see how she got to madripoor after she she stole that shield and that uh I, and that and that falcon suit I, I am curious if she can fully be trusted at this point because she's she's been in madripoor a while that is a that is, that might be a persuasive place i think i don't know i i i feel like i don't I, i'm just trying to play devil's advocate here i think uh i think sharon's going to be badass but uh She's clearly She clearly knows a lot about Madripoor. I think when we first talked about this show and when we saw the trailers, I expected her to have the information to kind of be a leader for the boys when they arrive in Madripoor, and that's exactly what happened. And I love that they put her in that position to be, like, not only skilled, but also, like, man on the ground. You know what I mean? Like, has the intel. So I, I'm excited to see more of what she knows about Madripoor. That's, that's where I'm at. Now I want to talk about Zemo. Zemo is my favorite part of the episode. I saw the comment section; a lot of people were saying Sharon was their favorite part of the episode. Uh, Sharon's fight scene slapped, says Bork twenty one oh nine. Totally agree; it slapped, slapped with a pipe to the head. Uh, Baron Zemo. Uh, first of all, got to shout out, Baron Zemo, for being so cultured. This dude just gets it. This dude swaggy. I all, but I love his dialogue. Like what? Like when the, my my favorite line of the whole episode was when uh, Mackie said. Uh, I look like a pimp, and and he said only an American would think a fashion-forward African man would be a, like look like a pimp. And I was like, this show is just touching these race issues with with like just so much style, and like it just fits. It all feels so organic, and I dig that. The uh, and also the the Marvin Gaye reference on the on the, when 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 he when Zemo was a full-on uh, Marvin Gaye stand, and Mackie <laughs> and Sam Wilson was like. You're not—you're not supposed to be a part of this conversation, but you're right. <laughs> I was thinking that—the fact that that's a Winter Soldier reference to when Sam was giving him that—that that, uh, advice.
2: It's weird too, with the the dress and the culturedness and stuff. It was also like a weird way to link in uh, a nod to Sam's past as Snap Wilson too. You know, the the weird re- alternate reality where Red Skull made him into a pimp to like screw with Steve's mind or whatever. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't stuff. even think of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's part of, like, the, I think the 70s run of uh, Captain America. It's nuts. He's dressed like Superfly, like Starsky and Hutch. It's amazing. <laughs> was that was that smiling tiger guy
0: uh, actually Anthony Mackie?
2: Was that a- <laughs> yeah, that yeah, was a photo. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's him look, looking like a 2008 record cover. Yeah. It's, it's I laughed so hard
1: at that <laughs>
0: that was awesome that was awesome i do think zemo kind of enjoyed saying attack and seeing bucky go to work and feeling like he had a bit of control over bucky i think he kind of enjoyed that So, you guys do you think uh where, where do you fall on the trust zemo scale
3: I I I like I trust him in this specific scenario. I do not trust him overall because it's like clearly he is just like okay I normally hate you both but at least we have like a common goal here of like we I want to destroy the super soldier program too so I guess I will help you in this instance but like this episode set, like just in the span of 50 minutes I, I went from like Zemo being one of my least favorite MCU villains of like he was just so underbaked in Civil War and it felt like there was so much more you could do to him of like oh in the span of an hour it's like he's rich the way that he is in the comics. He's technically a Baron and he has just this swagger and energy that he did not have before. And I'm just like, I need more of him now. Like, I want this Zemo anywhere that you can put him because he is just so good.
0: Yeah. If they don't, if this isn't building towards Thunderbolts, yeah. Um, come on, Jamie, did you have something?
1: I just, he just looked. He put on that coat, and I had the same reaction. I was like, "Marry me." Um, <laughs>
0: that's,
1: that's me with anybody, and like, I just want to marry every single character in any show. Um, except I want, uh, um. Sam and Bucky to marry each other, but that's not going to happen. Um, but uh, but Zemo, I'm a Brule fan, Love and Glorious Bastard, so it's fun to get to see him have fun. Uh, so uh, I loved it.
3: The little bit where he's dancing in the nightclub, I just need that gif, like, all the time. Like, just watching him just groove at a dance club was everything I didn't know I needed.
0: Can we all hit a fist pump so that Dottie can clip it and we can all be doing the Zemo? Like, there it is. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I'm sorry. Sorry, Jenna. I'm sorry you had to be on the big screen for that. I know. I'm so sorry.
2: That was Richard.
0: Richard in the control room just did you dirty. I'm keeping you up there. Thanks, guys. I think think you looked great. I think you killed it. I think you killed it. Everybody who's listening to us in podcast form right now is like, "What just happened?"
3: So confused. (laughs) Like,
0: what did they just do? What did (laughs) I? What did I not see? That's why you watch the show live. And if you are watching live on Twitch, make sure you follow the comicbook.com channel. Hit that follow button uh, in classic YouTuber form. Smash that subscribe. (laughs) All right. And now I want to talk about Dr. Nagel. This is a scientist uh, in comics from Project Rebirth. Helps create Captain America uh i don't know if that story is going like if how that story is going to be altered for the mcu and the isaiah bradley story that uh we were talking about last week which was written by aaron i think a lot of everybody who is listening and watching right now probably went back and read that so i mean if you want to talk about this uh this this past of isaiah bradley i'd love to hear from
2: you because you seem to know the ins and outs of this character really nicely uh, well, uh, Nagel does play a part in Truth, Red, White and Black from back in 2004 um, when, you know, Bradley makes it to the Air Force base or excuse me, the Army base uh, down there. He, he sort of, you know, gets activated with his like unit. But pretty quickly on, Nagel and another scientists come through and decide that we're going to use these soldiers as test subjects for the super soldier serum. And, you know, when, of course, they face some resistance, there begins like a giant government cover-up. They kill almost the uh, entire, like, camp. Like, they kill the commanding officers. Uh, Isaiah and his, his, like, unit drive off to the sounds of gunfire in the background. So the idea that there would be some sort of massive government cover-up does have a little bit of roots in the comics. It's interesting though that they tweaked his origin here where he's like a younger scientist that wouldn't have been around for the original super soldier serum. Uh, And then also that he gets, you know, taken away by the blip and then comes back and it doesn't know what to do. So he just comes back and keeps working on the serum because like, what else am I supposed to do? My life got up into like everybody else's. Um, If I can for a second, I, I think it's interesting to point out and I might have something coming about this later today on the site. There are some interesting parallels between Nagel's um, sort of dubious ethics with working on the super soldier serum and the real life story of Henrietta Lacks, uh, for those who are not aware. Back in 1951, uh, a woman uh, named Henrietta Lacks was, was getting treated for uh, cervical cancer. Um, and the doctors who worked on her did some experimentation without her consent and without her knowing about, about it. She's an African American woman. Um, and they discovered while they were running tests on her, her cervix, that th- that they actually her cells had the talent to reproduce prolifically. Um, and her family was never compensated; they were never informed of what happened uh, with that. And we're still using her cells to um, test medications and treatments now. Uh, so she's sort of immortal in a weird sort of way. But her family is never compensated. They didn't really realize it till. Decades and decades later. So, if you marry the concepts of like Isaiah Bradley getting the super soldier serum tested on him earlier with that story in real life, which also plays on Tuskegee study, you get the sort of treatment of Isaiah Bradley we're getting in MCU right now.
0: Yeah, it's just—I think it's gonna be really interesting to see how they kind of uh, if they're willing to go that far on television with these stories and I, it, it's uh, like they're they're clearly not shying away from a lot of these real world issues on the show i'm always curious to see how far like a disney title will take it in addressing this sort of thing
2: you know what i mean right you know because where's the line right like it's still a, a superhero show you know like it, it still has to be sort of light but we are getting pretty close i didn't think we'd get isaiah two episodes in i like paused it i'm like we're really doing this off the rip <laughs> just diving right in
0: I think, I think you just punched your microphone right in the mute. I think, <laughs> I think you just muted yourself when you with that, with that hand clap. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. We can't hear you. Oh, no. Oh, we'll, we'll see if we get that fixed. Jeez.
1: Hold on. He, there I, we go. Okay. I, was going, I was about to say okay. Aaron was
0: that's, just dropping.
3: That's how dedicated he was. That's how elevated that. he <laughs>
0: was. Yeah. I was about to say Aaron comes in dropping knowledge bombs and then the microphone stops <laughs> working. We're going to have to stop the show. We're going <laughs> like, to have to yeah. halt. Yeah. Then
2: All right. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do you think, See, so here's the thing that I'm curious, this, this Nagel doctor seemed too young to have worked on Isaiah Bradley, right? I, I mean, five year gap where he wasn't aging might lend itself to that, but I still think this character was too young to have worked on Isaiah Bradley. So I think, like you said, that might be the one big difference that we see for, for Dr. Nagel. Uh, but there, there's probably something richer there. And I really, I really hope we get to go back in time, and see Isaiah as a super soldier, and maybe the fight with Bucky. I would love to see that. I think that'd be a really interesting way to enrich the story. It'd be a killer action scene. Oh, that'd be badass. Jamie, are you, you fired up? I think you look pretty excited. I love
1: it. I want people to punch each other. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> That's all we
3: ask of the MCU. Just That's all I want. Hot, <laughs> hot people punching each other. Punch then kiss. Punch
1: then kiss. That's all I need. <laughs>
0: Oh, my gosh. Uh, I I thought Zemo was going to be making a break for it when Nagel's uh, little underground slab uh, was exploding. I thought Zemo for sure was like, this is my chance. Psych, I'm out. Peace. Didn't run. Didn't run. Had a cool blue car put on his purple mask. I thought we were going to learn the origin of the purple mask. We, we have I love yet. that he
3: just has it. Like, I love that it's just a thing that he has. It's like, it's, he should have worn it in Civil War, honestly, because it, that kind of bummed me out watching that movie. I was like, he needs to just have the purple face mask. So getting that now and just not really having any justification behind it. I'm like, I'm totally fine with that. Cause it's just cool.
0: Yeah. I, I also think like we don't need an explanation for everything which lesson learned wandavision i'm going back to that i just i'm gonna i'm gonna keep harping on it also when uh when i think it was Nagel who said madani for the first time they were looking for that madani character when they said madani i couldn't be the only person who thought of the punisher like i immediately thought of of madani from the netflix show anybody else am i the only one okay i'm the only one
1: (laughs) I'm ashamed to admit I I didn't watch the Punisher show.
0: My memory of it is very
1: hazy. So honestly, I did not make
3: that connection.
0: (laughs) Talk about hot people punching each other. John Bernthal and Ben Barnes. What do you mean? Good point.
1: Okay.
3: Yeah, Um,
0: yeah, well, Ben Barnes has Shadow and Bone coming. So, you know, maybe you could just, yeah. Uh, Anyway, Carly Morgenthau. I want to talk about Carly Morgenthau. Obviously, the MCU version of Carl Morgenthau, some parallels there, some differences there. The Flag Smasher is not one person. The Flag Smashers are now a group in the MCU, as opposed to comics, where it's one, one person. I think Carly is going to end up being a character we can sympathize with. And I think we talked about this last week a bit, especially from Bucky's perspective. I think Bucky will see that the, what these people have gone through more than anybody else, because he can relate to being experimented on and manipulated and made into a super soldier. Uh, and I think
2: she was just pushed over the edge in this episode, Aaron. What do you what do you think of what do you think of Carly so far? Um, I, I think it's really interesting because she's very sympathetic, like, and that is hard to come by in MCU a lot of the times. Like, you know, for about mm, a third of the movie, you're like, okay, they're not completely. They think that they're right, and then it usually goes off off sideways in the last third, like in that last act, and. I think we're getting some seeds that right now but it's still so um relatable in a weird sort of way. A lot of people are struggling out there, a lot of people need food, they need, you know, their electricity taken care of, uh you know, other other stuff going on in their lives and rent and stuff. So, it's very very powerful and affecting to have her not just be this like black and white like mustache trolling villain, right? Um and Unfortunately, you know, to she's like, "Oh, the only language these people speak is violence." So I'm just going to blow up this this random embassy or whatever. It's like a line that they haven't crossed yet. So I think that once you step across that line, you just keep going. You know?
0: Yeah. For for me, that I mean
2: that
0: like it makes her almost irredeemable. I mean, probably irredeemable. She just killed a lot of people. So and I don't know who those people were. So I think, I mean, as they're, fr- I don't really trust any organization that says, you know, we're here to help. That is always a, that's that's not always a good thing. Sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. But in this case, it seemed like they were kind of framing this thing to be like a too good to be true effort. And they said they were, they were kind of hoarding the supplies and the resources that people need, at least from Carly's perspective. Uh, so I don't know, just well, blowing up a bunch of people makes it hard to be redeemed.
3: But also, like, this entire show is just Bucky having a list of all the people he wronged and trying to, like, undo that. Like, there's literally the line in this episode of, like, he kills everyone that he meets, basically. So it's like, this show is kind of dealing with the idea of you might do a horrible action, but that doesn't necessarily make you a horrible person or, like, impossible to be redeemed later on.
0: Bucky was being mind-controlled, though, basically. But I don't
1: think you can say irredeemable five minutes after you're like, Zemo, he's so fun in this episode when he literally did the same, he blew (laughs) people up in Civil War. Um, And I think Carly's, um, her intention, I mean, yeah, it's not okay to blow people up, but her her, um, intentions are, I think, mostly noble, and it's hard to root against her um, and her cause. Yeah.
0: My point, to clarify that, I think that Zemo, when this is over, needs to go back to jail or keep trying to fix if if he's needed to fix something be used as a tool to fix something because i love watching zemo i also love watching carly i think carly is also probably going to have to be held accountable for killing a bunch of people (laughs) in the same way i think zemo should i'm not when this shows over i don't think zemo just gets a pass for helping on this case i think he needs to be held accountable still uh yeah but uh i don't know the the flag smashers i but i I think again i think they're going to end up being the sympathetic group where you're like i don't agree with how they're doing it but i understand why they're doing it so like i mean clearly i thought thanos was the best villain i loved watching thanos i don't agree with what thanos thought to erase half of the universe but it was a character who you understand why they're doing it and that makes them enjoyable to watch and i think we're going to see that get furthered with carly as this goes on hopefully hopefully Oh, I have a note here that I forgot to mention earlier. That uh, when they were going to Madripoor, um, Sam said, "This school, this sounds place sound. You make it sound like Skull Island. What a perfect timing for such a comment to come I out. I mean, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think that you got kind of a big
0: from me. <laughs> the Leonardo DiCaprio meme. Yeah. You know? <laughs> did you did you guys watch Godzilla vs Kong?
3: Yeah. I'm waiting until tomorrow. Like I have a whole day planned. Like my my brother in law is making like themed cocktails. Like we are doing a whole thing. Ooh. So I have I have not seen it yet, but I am going to do so tomorrow. There you
0: go. Oh, there you go. Fun. I loved it. I loved. That. I thought it was fun.
1: I saw it in a drive-in, and I'd never been to a drive-in before. And just that experience was oh my gosh! It could not have been a better time. I had so. When much you go fun. to a
0: drive-in, do you like just like open the windows and watch? Just sit in the car, and watch?
1: No, it goes through the radios. Oh, um yeah. Uh, which was cool. And this was a fan event. So I got a shirt. I got all these goodies. Um, it was really cool, but yeah, no, it comes to the radio. And beforehand we were, um, we were get, it put in the team Godzilla section, which I wasn't happy about. Cause I'm team comp. Um, <laughs> but it, like it, before the movie started, it was like Godzilla radio. And then just played all these songs that they were like, this is a Godzilla jam, which I don't know where they came up with those decisions, but it was a good time. <laughs>
0: godzilla jam my face when you just said it plays through the radio i think that just goes to show
2: we're all the children
0: here we are all (laughs) we've never been to a drive-in i didn't know that uh okay the one of the last things i want to talk about for falcon and winter soldier is power broker dr malice in comics maybe dr malice in the show maybe someone else maybe there's somebody else we've already met who knows Any predictions? What do you what do you want to see, Jenna? What do you want to see from Power Broker? What would make you happy with this storyline?
3: I honestly don't know what to expect. And I think that's honestly better. I think part of that might just be after WandaVision and after just sitting there each week, like who's Mephisto? This person's Mephisto. No, this person's that. So it's like, I have just kind of learned with Power Broker to just not really expect anything because I feel like whoever they're going to justify as that character is going to be really, really interesting from a story perspective.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. I, I I keep looking at that interview that Malcolm Spellman did where he talked about it. But he, he told comicbook.com that Episode 5 was his favorite and that it's the one that's going to make you cry and really emotional. He also said there was a character that he really wanted to have featured on the show. Uh, they almost didn't get this character, and then they did. I'm guessing maybe we've met this person. Uh, it might be somebody who plays Power Broker, but I think he's probably talking about Ao. Who was played by Florence Kasumba, who if you don't recognize if, if Florence Kasumba looks familiar, that's because she was in Captain America Civil War, she was in Black Panther. She was also a voice in The Lion King. She's tremendously talented. Uh so I loved the Wakanda bit where you know we hear the music, we see the uh what, what are those beads called? There's a name for those beads. Kamoyo beads? They called Kamoyo beads? I got I think I got the nod of approval. I think somebody said I think Aaron said yes. I hope so. Anyway, if I'm wrong, if the comment section will will tell me. They want Zemo. I mean, are, do you think Bucky can let AO anywhere near Zemo and she will do anything besides kill the man who killed the chaka? Aaron, what do you think?
2: Um I, I- they they've chased him to the ends of the earth right like you're out here putting the beads and establishing a perimeter it seems like they're gonna try and go get him right now um (laughs) like you know this is still real personal you know i think that once you eliminate claw he's the second biggest enemy of the state of wakanda isn't he Uh, i would yeah i mean he kills the kings chaka so (laughs) Yeah. yeah 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 i can't think of anybody who they would want more he's the top of the list he's got to go i don't i don't even think he's going to end up back in u.s custody i think he might be in a cell in wakanda by the end of this do you think and it's it's so tricky to
0: to think about how they could navigate this with with the loss of chadwick and how the stories are going to have to to be kind of navigating this but like what what would they do what would wakanda do with zima would they kill him would they put him in a cell i mean It depends on who gets him there, I think, because we saw in the first Black Panther movie, there are kind of different uh, ideologies in how to handle this kind of thing.
3: Yeah, I honestly don't know at this point. Like, I I haven't even really thought that far. I just thought they were going to, like, try to kill him or apprehend him, and then it's not going to work because it seems like he's still going to be involved in the rest of the show. So I honestly have no idea.
0: Yeah, there's no way he dies in episode four. I don't no. think I don't think Ayo's just going to put a vibranium spear through Zemo's chest in, in episode four. <laughs> I, I did like the
2: not getting speared. This yeah, is what I was... Sharon might. <laughs> yeah, Summer, who threw that? Did Bucky throw that? Yes, I think did... so.
0: Yeah. He right through a dude's shoulder. That was crazy. Anyway, last thing I want to talk about on today's show is the shield. Uh, John Walker has it right now. Lamar is certainly the more reasonable of those two. Uh, and that, du- that duo is fun to watch, but I really don't like them. I really, oh, it's fun
1: to hate them though. I, mm-hmm. I, I Wyatt Russell is so great. I love a legacy. I love that he's Goldie and Kurt. Like you can see Goldie and Kurt coming through him. And, uh, but when he said, do you know who I am? It's like, oh, when you have to say stuff like that, you are not Captain America. It and was, it was, that was, ugh, it made my skin <laughs> crawl. When he said
3: it, it had like, can I speak to your manager energy? Ugh. Like it was the same kind of thing. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, that was that was like, ooh, I hate you, bro. I didn't like you before and now I really hate you for that moment. It's just that's just a testament to the writing, though. And also Wyatt's job in the Wyatt also, by the way, knows that everybody hates this character. Like, and I almost feel bad for him because it's like you get to join the MCU, the biggest franchise of all time, and you're such an awesome person. And this is the hand you're dealt where you're playing this character who who everybody hates. But it's it's probably a fun experience. I think he's having fun with it. It
1: has to be so much fun to do that, to just to just go all in. And I mean, I'm sure when you're like, oh, I'm the new Captain America when it's clearly supposed to be Sam. I mean, he knew like, oh, well, actually, I don't think he was a big fan of the MCU. I don't think maybe he didn't know what he was getting into. But um, but it is fun to watch. I, I'm i really enjoying uh, uh his journey.
0: Yeah, same. And I'm I'm interested to see if he goes on in the MCU beyond this show. Because what is his role beyond this? It, it, I, don't, I don't trust him. I don't like him. But uh Bucky and Sam were debating taking the shield. We all kind of it's just like, come on, Sam's taking the shield at this show. If we don't get a Falcon Captain America suit before the Falcon Winter Soldier is over, then you know, just give us Ralph Boner at that point, right? So I, I think there's no way but I do I do love the the conversation that they have where Sam is like, you know what, I should. you're right, I, I, I made a mistake. I shouldn't have put it in a museum. I should have destroyed it. And Bucky says, before I let you destroy it, I'll take it myself, which I think this is just kind of a play on the comics. Bucky has been Captain America in the comics. Sam has been Captain America in the comics. They're kind of playing with that. But to me, I, I mean, Bucky as Captain America is a cool idea. But if it's not Sam, Steve gave the shield to Sam. We all want, we're all ready to see Anthony Mackie in that suit. Jenna what do you think or who, who, who do you, there's no other way this could go
3: I like I completely agree with you of like as somebody who really likes Bucky Cap in the comics, like I like the way that they are acknowledging that, but also not completely taking it away from Sam. Like I know once Sam gets the shield and becomes Captain America, like that will be it. But like it's clear that they're going to kind of deal with that between the both of them, between now and the end of the series. And I think that's honestly really interesting because at the end of Endgame, it just seemed like, well, it's Sam's now, and that's kind of that. And like Bucky is just kind of standing over to the side and just okay with it. And so I like the idea of it kind of becoming not like a source of conflict but like a thing that they both have to deal with together
0: yeah yeah uh i want to answer a couple of questions from the live comment section so if you guys want to talk with us ask us any questions have us talk about anything that you know from the show or from the mcu as a whole this is the chance to do that uh while you drop those comments in uh i mean anything you guys anything you guys want to point out from today's episode that you particularly liked or didn't like the only go ahead
1: Oh, the opening, the, um, the, like the video about, um, uh, you know, coming together, uh, after, um, it was like a PSA kind of a thing, um, that, I don't trust whatever's going on there, um, that, I agree. that reminded yeah. me very much of like some Skynet stuff, uh, <laughs> so I'm really interested to see what's, what's happening, but I also love when, uh, I think I've said this in the past, but when the last Spider-Man came out, it, it did seem like things seem a little too easy eight months later and I'm so glad that we're going back and seeing that it's, things are not easy when half the world comes back, so um, uh, that was cool. I agree completely, yeah.
0: Yeah, it, it is cool to see how they're dealing with like, sit, like, citizen fallout of Thanos snapping and all that, I think that's really cool. Question from Casually Cosplaying. Question for the whole Phase 0 crew. Given the chance, would you take the super soldier serum? Mind you, your blood burns for a bit. Yeah, I would I would totally take the super soldier serum. Why not? I took a I took the COVID vaccine and I felt really <laughs> sick for a day and now I feel like a superhero. So I would I think I would totally take the super soldier serum. Maybe feel a little bit worse, but then feel a whole lot better. Jamie, I wouldn't.
1: I wouldn't take it um, because, uh, well, I have no use to be strong. There's just like nothing in my life that that would suit me for. Um, I I will wait it out until so I get like teleportation powers or something like that I could use because strength is uh, zero use for strength.
3: Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat of like, I don't know what use I would have for it, but there's also part of me like just as a wish fulfillment would just be like, yeah, of course I would take it. Like, why not? But I don't know. I have no idea what I would use it for. It'd just be like, oh, cool. I'm just going to sit here and like, just be on my computer and just not do anything with it. Like, I don't know. (laughs)
0: No, just break our computers by accident
1: <laughs>
3: yeah exactly. I feel
0: like li- living in this country being being super powered could be beneficial at a moment's notice <laughs> I would totally take it I would love to be super strong I'd go to the gym and just piss people off me like look at this <laughs> 700 pounds <laughs> what's up that's just my shoulder Aaron would you take a super soldier serum
2: uh yes. For one, just so I could just get one one crack at John Walker just one time. <laughs> and he would not be expected you look like a normal person and then you sock him and he goes through the wall like the Looney Tunes or like freaking a Monica Rambo. Um and second, just to go to a YMCA and pull up for like a normal pickup run. And they're like, oh yeah, you can you can like play a little bit and then dominate for the entire time I'm there and then walk off like nothing happened.
0: Have you, has anybody been watching Superman and Lois?
3: Yes. Yeah.
0: With uh, with, with his son playing football and all uh-huh. that. Like I was like, yeah, I probably would do the same thing. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. If I had these powers, I'd show up to the football field and be like, "Yeah, hey, all you jerks, how you feel now? Stiff arm. Uh, I saw one question. Oh, so – I this one's this is kind of a broad question. This comes from CJ Dar 4. What would be your dream MCU X-Men casting? I don't want to run through all of the X-Men, but if you have one on top of mind that you think would be a particularly exciting casting, a a character and an actor who you've just kind of Aaron looks like a
2: (laughs) is there something brewing down there? I'm thinking, I have a couple of them. Go, Somebody else go in front of me.
3: <laughs> I know, me too. I have like 20 off the top of my head and I'm just trying to decide like the one that I want to share here. Cause it's like, I've fan cast like the entire X-Men roster at this point in my head.
0: i I'm really too like attached to the old... oh, oh. For Wolverine. Yeah. You, so wait, hold on, Jamie, you want to- you.
3: I'm just like too wait.
0: attached Hold to every on.
1: all the everybody else that it's really hard for me to think about it. Um, I mean, like I will accept this new generation, and uh, but uh, but it's it's gonna take some time. So I don't really have anybody in my head swirling. I'm just gonna soak in the past people while while I still can.
0: <laughs> I am totally ready for the reboot. I, I I do dig the previous casts, but uh, I think that the MCU is going to go in a direction that's so drastically different from what we saw in the previous movies. Like we're going to use X-Men, like give us, give Bishop some time to shine. Like get, make Bishop matter more than, than the movies did so far. Give some of these other characters that haven't even been in there yet. Like that, uh, some time to actually be developed characters. Uh, yeah. I don't know. That's anyway. Uh, I like Taron Edgerton as Wolverine though, as I just said, a job as storm says, Axel Guerrero and a job from Titans. As Storm, okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Viggo Mortensen as Magneto, says Duke Blade. <laughs> Intr- okay, uh, that's actually surprisingly magento in the in the typo there. <laughs> I'm a huge magento stand. I cannot wait great. for magento to be in the MCU. He just
3: controls purple things. That's just it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I <would> watch that. <laughs>
3: Honestly, though, like the X-Men are so specific that there realistically could be one that just has that power set. Like there are the most specific sets of powers in the X-Men. Like nothing is off limits. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Give us the five original X-Men as kids, says Daniel Cordova. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> All right. I, I, I'm just, I can't wait to see the X-Men. I'm sure whatever they have planned. I'm trying to find one more good question before we wrap up today's show. A lot of people asking, do we think John Walker is going to take the super soldier serum by the end of the show? I mean, probably if they want to continue John Walker's stories, it's very interesting. My thing with this is this is like a very rare instance where we really have no idea when or where slash if we will see these characters again. Obviously we will see these characters again, but usually we know. They're in the next project. They're coming in this time, in this title. We don't. So,
1: I think he's going to take it, but I also think he's going to die. I don't think he's surviving this show, but that's just, that's just what I think. See, I, I like mentioned
3: this last week of like, I feel like we're getting the opposite of his run in the comics of like in the comics, he started out as a villain as a US agent, and then he became like this kind of more redeemed, but still kind of complicated and messy Captain America. And so it's like now we're getting the reverse of that where I feel like by the end of the series, he might take the super like this, the serum, and he might be US agent. And it's just kind of like reconciling with like, Oh, hey, I'm a little brash and not necessarily Captain America, but I still can be something that's actually useful.
0: Yeah, I see there's so many people in the comments saying Zac Efron. Oh, I yeah, give me Efron
1: doing anything. <laughs> the thing about Zac Efron... Efron. Efron is the problem with Efron is that he's so hot that people don't realize that he's a comedic actor. It's kind of like I Hemsworth agree. is a really good yeah. at comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Efron would do great in a role that that is comedy soaked. I would love to see that, and he's ripped. I so think you he's know super
0: talented. Yeah. yeah, he's super talented. I was watching Zac Efron's travel show on Netflix, and I was just like, "Can you save some for the rest of us, bro?" Like, <laughs> like I
1: know, wow. right?
0: Zac Efron grew a beard, and I was just like, "Oh, forget it. It's it's a rap. I could never even." try to compete with you and i thankfully will never have to <laughs> a lot of people don't want to see u.s agent die uh i don't know so a lot of people do so i see Dottie layla woo john walker dying <laughs> wow wow oh wow zemo is the mcu's batman he even has an alfred i mean listen sharon also might have an alfred maybe sharon is power broker who knows I That's don't cool. think
1: so. I feel like I we have to acknowledge so. that Jim has been in the comments, I think, for a long time, and no
0: one's. <laughs> I was going to see how long we could go. I was. <laughs> I everybody.
1: <laughs> at, <laughs> I gave in. I, I couldn't do it. I felt bad. Poor Jim.
0: <laughs> everybody in the comments is saying, say hi to Jim. And then Jim actually at one point said, BD, say hi to Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Jim referred to himself in the third person. Jim has been temporarily banned yeah. for How long zero. is he
3: banned? Like, I was what What, ask? what Listen, I, mean? I, I really. He yeah. he yeah, he said some things about like Chris Evans in the helmet and whether or not it looked dorky and Brandon took offense in that. <laughs> and so Ooh. he has been like there was a hashtag, like he is temporarily banned, but I don't know hashtag, how long. Goes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> this is what
0: happens hashtag when I'm gone for two, two weeks. Party. Jamie, <laughs> Sorry, you you leave and the ceiling falls.
1: Did it, didn't mean <laughs> to bring up such a raw <laughs>
0: Oh, everybody in the comments take it to the comments take it to twitter hashtag jim is over party make it a worldwide trend let's get it going that's today's show maybe jim will be back i love this group i love have i love the i love this four of us so this is a fun group awesome. I, I want to do this again sometime jim is still back. we don't no room <laughs> no chris evans slander on this program okay we do not slander ca- our, our true captain america Okay. That's a great, uh, thank you guys for a great show and everybody in the comments. Thank you for being so much fun. And I, I, last week we had some toxicity in the comments. We banned some people this week. It was a lot of positivity. I love this community. I love when we all have fun and make everybody feel good. That's what we want to do here on phase zero. Uh, Jenna, thank you so much for coming. Where can we find you on the social medias?
3: Just search. Hey, it's Jenna Lynn, basically on any social media and you'll probably
1: find me. So
0: just keeping it easy. Jamie, where can we find you?
1: Uh, Jamie Cinematics on Twitter, but I'm going strong. A month on my Twitter break. It feels good. So uh, find me on Instagram. It's just my name, Jamie Girac.
0: WandaVision ends, and she says, Goodbye, peasants. <laughs> I am done with this Twitter world.
1: <laughs> my life has been so much better. Like,
0: infinitely I better.
1: <laughs>
3: I know, I'm I jealous. Know. I'm like, I, I wish
1: I could just not be on Twitter, <laughs> like,
3: honestly. I'm sure
1: I'll give in, but for now, I watched so many movies because I wasn't scrolling through Twitter. I've watched so many movies this month, you guys.
0: <laughs> it's amazing. You just, you just look, you just have an aura, a glow, ever since you put the Twitter down, I'll tell you. <laughs> and soon you'll have a tattoo that we're going to have to get a get a look at. Can I ask you this? Is it words or is it a photo or is it both?
1: I will say um, most of my tattoos are, um, are neo-traditional, except John Travolta is a realism tattoo and John Travolta is my favorite man. And Elizabeth Olsen is my favorite woman. So I will say it's a realism tattoo.
0: Uh. Oh, I can't wait to see this. This is going to be very cool.
2: July can't come soon enough. <laughs>
0: Aaron, where can we find you uh, anywhere on social media or on comicbook.com?
2: Uh, well, uh, my name is my name on comicbook.com, so that's Aaron A-A-R-O-N-P-E-R-I-N-E and on Twitter, you can get at me at at Summit Lake Hornet because I am a LeBron stan and that is what we do. Um, also, shouts out to anyone in the chat who's a big Russo's fan because I went to Case Western where they went to school at, so that's kind of how I got here. Very cool. Very cool.
0: There you go. I think you should hit them up and be like, let's Let's make an Avengers movie. Let's let's do it. Let's do it. Let's see if who knows? Maybe they'll maybe they'll make a big movie one day. Make BD Nova.
2: You coward. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh God. Uh, you you know, I want you to know, Aaron. I've been keeping up with the comment section and uh, there are some Aaron stands on Twitch today. So you officially have a fandom. Oh, thank you. Good work and congratulations! Look at Aaron, we stand you. BFF says Layla Falcons Nat, and she's got the double and gauntlet, the double gauntlet middle fingers going. We love to see it. Look at that—that's quite a Twitch photo. We love to see that. Uh, But Aaron, thank you. Great, great job on today's show. Thank you for coming on. I hope you had a good time on your first time because I would love to have you back and uh that wraps up phase zero if you're watching us on twitch make sure you subscribe to the comicbook.com channel we have a wild podcast has appeared we have comic book nation we have phase zero and every once in a while we'll just pop on talk with you maybe play some video games and stuff like that phase zero every friday and if you're listening to us on apple podcasts please do a five-star review i think we'll start reading some of the five-star reviews and we'll give some shout outs and once it's like i don't know normal to send merch if we ever have merch i don't know comic book nation has merch no phase zero t-shirts though Jim Viscardi in the comments. What's going on with that? <laughs> Excuse me. No, Shop actually. fired again. Jim can't come back next week because we don't have t-shirts yet. So Jim can come back when we have Phase Zero t-shirts. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Jim. But you're really banned. <laughs> so uh, that's today's show. You can find me at Brandon Davis BD uh, and we'll have a new video on the comicbook.com YouTube channel breaking down the Falcon and the Winter Soldier episode three with all the Easter eggs in a much more condensed fashion. So I feel like Phase Zero is the better place to get all of that anyway. All of the comicbook.com YouTube channel. Still great. You can find Chris Killian in there with the daily distraction five days a week. I'm rambling. That's today's show. Richard, send us home.